but you know but that's... all that being said, Diane, it's a Saturday morning in late May. We can't even believe it's late May. So, you know, I would say that our level of disbelief about everything is, you know, is still ratcheting upwards. So we've got some new frontiers to experience in, uh, in utter disbelief, if nothing else. So something to live for, you know, if you think about it. <laughs> well, we've been having a lovely, leisurely conversation this morning. So that's why we're a little late getting going. You slept late in. Getting going. You slept I slept till 8.30. I slept till 8.30. My which alarm, for us is... My alarm went off at 7, which is usually about when I'm waking up anyway. I turned the alarm off. I saw you get up. I said, well, I'll wait till she's out of the bathroom. Then I'll get up. And next thing I knew, it was 8.30. But you know, Diane, you know what? what's happening even as we speak? What is happening? It's 10.37 a.m. Saturday, May the 27th, 2023. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane. Sometimes I have a hard time finding that note that you're uh, on. <laughs> sometimes I have a hard time staying on that note that I'm on so that you can find it. I like to let it wander a little bit, so you know, why make your job easy? <laughs> Well, it's it's a gray Saturday, which is why everything seems brighter in here to me. Everything seems to kind of be glowing from within, uh, rather than reflecting light so much. Although all color is reflected light, if you think about it. Oh, I thought about it. Anyway, <laughs> over to you, Diane. It's been a it's been a it's been a light filled week here in Lake Abundance. Over to you, Diane. And I must say that when the sun is setting, the light that is cast Through on the wall. Oh, man, it yeah. is so beautiful. Well, it's because we got greenery out there again for it to shine through. I know. The new maple tree is, is making great strides. Still spindly. Still spindly. Still, still easy to, for a guy to come along with a set of loppers, probably, and take the entire thing down. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. That's, that's the tree that's daring us. To say that it's in the way. Ah, ham and eggs. It's daring us to do well, it's not in what our did. way. No, but it's <laughs> growing up right at the point where the chain link fence crosses the property line. I know, I know. And, uh, so it's... Uh, Nonetheless. Right, we are enjoying it while it's here, which is what you do with any moment. Because what that, happens uh, is this beautiful light comes in that is already kind of a sunsetty glow. Mm. And it casts a light on our living room wall yeah. that's warm and it has the the shadows of the leaves that just ripple so there's all this in the movement wind in the, and in the light. And, and every night when it happens, we're just like, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Every night. Because it's so beautiful when it happens. It's quite lovely. I'll give you that. But it's also makes the kitchen the hottest room in the house and yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And that's the same light that comes in through my office window and absolutely cooks that room upstairs and to where that I have to spend the entire day preparing for sunset because it can warm that room up for about like 20 degrees, Yeah, you know, from about, Nonetheless, two, from in, about 2 p.m. on. In this area, we have the yes. cool of the living room to, go, to retreat to. So, And we just get to watch the light show. Exactly. 
That is pleasant, Diane. I'll give you the pleasantness of that as being a bit of a highlight of this time of year. One of the few highlights of the warm season, which is not, as you may have heard, my favorite. So we had a lovely week. You, uh, I ended up not going to Steve Norris's CD release party because I was just feeling... You were feeling kind of blah. Blah. I mean, I was feeling tired and not incredibly um, on the top of my game. And I just thought, man, I just haven't got the oompa-pie Michael Iaby to do this. Yeah. But you went and sounded Actually, I went, to, I went to Pat Gill's memorial service first on Saturday. And then I went out to Steve Norris's on Sunday. I didn't go to Pat Gill's because I didn't know him. Yeah, I know. And um, I knew him. I mean, I, I ended up speaking at the when when they were letting people get up and who wanted to share a memory because my nobody was talking about Pat Gill, the school bus driver, which is how I got to know Pat Gill. Yeah. I didn't know he was Pat Gill, Pat Gill, until partway through the the school bus driver. I already knew him as kind of the sourpuss uh, school bus driver, and that the number of people that talked about. Pat Gill's face and the way it could it could kind of look at you like you know he just had this kind of attitude as kind of a natural thing of his face Bill is sort of doing a grimace yeah kind of a almost an Elvis lip curl kind of but staring down your nose at people and Pat was a genuinely nice guy did all kinds of wonderful community things he'd been clean and sober for 30 some years helped a lot in that community and, you know, was just a, loved to travel with his wife and was just a joyful guy, playful. And I remember one day at the bus yard when I felt like I cracked Pat Gill was when he said to me, he said, you know, everybody that comes in here is just trying to get out again. You know, that's the thing about this place. You come in in the morning, you've got to get out on the bus. You come back in the midday, you've got to get off the lot. You come back to the lot, you got to get out on your bus again. And you come back to the lot, you got to get off the lot. So there's no, there's nothing happening here except people trying to get out. I don't like that. You know, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't like that, the energy of the place, which is why he kind of made it his business to do, his, do what he had to do and get the hell out. Yeah. You know, and I thought that's a very interesting perspective on what we do here, you know. And why it's an interesting place to work because everybody is only interested in getting away from it. You come in to get what you need to go do what you do. Anyway, that was just, that's when I felt like I started to get to know Pat. And then I started seeing him laughing all the time. But when, even when he laughed, it was like you weren't sure if he was laughing with you or at you kind of thing because of the way his face worked. And he thought that was funny in hell, the way his face worked. The way it affected people. He thought that was the best. It was like a continuous entertainment for him. <laughs> you know, it's just was, it was a delight to hear about him as a whole person because I felt like I only saw one piece of the pie. Until, yes. I, saw, until I saw him playing the guitar. And when I saw him playing guitar, all the pieces just fell. Oh, well, this is what he's going to do. It's like Pileski, you know. He's... Although wants, Pileski loved being a school bus He does. He knew how to make it entertaining for everybody. He knew how to make every, anything fun. And I think Pat did too in his own subtler way, a little quieter. And he was just entertaining himself. He wasn't trying to provide anything for anybody else. And uh, because he saved that 
for when he was with his family, when his friends, and when he was playing, when he was performing on the guitar. That was Pat's special place, like the Church of the Divine Puttering. And it was just interesting to find that out about Pat. And so I'm really glad I went to that. It, it inspired me, you know. And so going to Steve's was also a celebration of a kind because instead of singing songs, I read poems. And yeah. no, nobody seemed to think anything was different about Bill. You know, they applauded at the end of him. And, you know, I felt like, wow, I can still be in this great group of people because nobody is looking at me askance because I don't have a guitar in my hands. That was nice. Well, that's always been true for me. Pretty much you. everybody to a person came up to me and said, you know, I really like that old man stuff you're doing. Well, but the other thing that I was talking to somebody about this. Who was I talking to who was asking me how you were doing with that? And and I said, well, it's so interesting. Oh, it was Mike Buckman mm. when I was talking to him. Um, I said, it's so interesting because I did an article about Bill in the 1980s when I was with Victory Music. And at that time, he said that the hardest thing uh, was to decide whether he wanted to be a songwriter or a poet. And and I said, so in a way, it's sort of like life took him, and he was a songwriter for many, many decades, and now he's a poet. And that seems sort of fitting in a way, you know? Yeah. It's sort of like... Like life was giving you these two options, and it gave you one, and now it's giving you the other. And I think that that's a, a kind of an interesting thing about your story. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, it's 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 surprising me how much I don't think about playing the guitar because I feel like I'm still my my juices are still flowing. Yeah. You know? Well, you. I mean, even doing the poetry break. That's a huge creative burst every week. Even if you're reading other people's poetry, but you have a specific way of reading things that I was listening to last week's just this morning because unfortunately I fell asleep. (laughs) Which is okay with me. You know, if the poetry break puts you to sleep, God bless you. Well, I think it's still, the poetry is still entering you. Yeah. Um, but you have such a calming, lovely voice, you know, when you're reading. And I was really tired on Tuesday, and I just succumbed, and I was out. But that's, that's success for me. That sounds like success. Well, but that's the thing about this this particular creative venture that you're on, is that not everybody can read poetry well, and. Mm. Um, and give other people an appreciation for poetry, which is a very specific thing. Yeah. I think that songs are a lot more easily accessible than yeah. poetry is. So, um, so I think it's a really cool venture you're on right now. But the other thing. What? The, the other big. Thing. The, the other big, thing that we did this week. The big highlight. That was a that was a delight. Was going to see Henry yeah. in a, it was a adapted version for uh, for elementary school kids of Midsummer Night's Dream. Right. And Henry played Nick Bottom, which Bottom. which uh, 
really is the best role in the play. It's a good one. And since I'm hoping that none of the the people that are involved in the school um, with the other children are listening, but Henry was was far and away the star of the show. And everybody knows it. Henry's just a natural. He is a natural. He's a natural, and you just got to let Henry shine. He's going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you just got you just let him go, man. Oh man. Yeah. Well, because he was funny, he was, first of all, you could hear him, he projected, which a lot of the the young kids were not doing. There's another young woman who, uh, let's see, what role was she playing the, um, because I was trying to think of the the different characters, the the woman who was, the young woman who was uh, tall, real slender. She had also. I've I saw her. I think in the last production, and she also has yeah. the chops. Yeah, there's a few kids that you can see, the light is on in them. Yeah, you know, others are just waiting for the next thing they have to do. Yeah, but Henry, well, Henry, the thing that I saw in Henry the first time we went and saw him, was that Henry is always in character when he's on stage. Yeah, he's not. I mean, even as as he was walking out, talking yeah. to another person, I could hear his conversation. Yeah. You know that he was talking very naturally about something and yeah. I thought wow that's cool so that was a that was fun but a proud I, moment. I captured a few uh, you got some great photos yeah you know once you do the cropping you know you get some great shots of Henry just in uh, physically when in the positions he's in because yeah. he got he got to do some some big moments in that in that production he got to to be a <laughs> In a death scene. And the thing that really cracked me up is that uh, Charlotte, Henry's mom, I sent her the photos and she posted the one of the death scene that said, I never thought that I was, I thought I was through with all the firsts, but now baby's first Shakespeare's death scene. (laughs) Shakespearean death scene. I shared the photos with Kat too, because Kat and I were texting back and forth and and she said, oh, man, that would be, I wish I could have seen that play. I said, well, we might be getting a video of it, so we'll be able to share it. She said, oh, I would love to see Henry do that. So, so Henry, you've got, you've got fans who don't even see you all the time, and you may not know because right. we're sharing it. Because as the proud You're a brand... multimedia star at what, 11? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, your proud grandparents are spreading the word just right. like proud grandparents do. Right. So this is a ground. This is what they call a groundswell, Henry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I love, and I know I've spoken of this before. Have you, Diane? Because when you get old, you just repeat yourself. That's, That's true. The, the deal. It's lots of fun as long as you're old too. But I also just am a great fan of going to theater productions of school of any of any sort yeah amateur productions of a community i just think they are so much fun because you can really get in the spirit of everybody just being there for the love of it and and just hooping and hollering and having a good time because somebody you know is on stage i love that Yep, it's a good time. So it's been a good week. It has been a good week. It's been a good week. 
And the reason I chose the music of today, because I want to talk a little bit about this from a couple of different angles. I do too. Um, I had, uh, I actually just had one of those, uh, sometimes when you're listening to Amazon, you could choose a, a thing that's called my soundtrack that just basically will take the same some, thing on, on any of the streaming services yeah, that you, based on what you've looked for and, or based know. on things you like, based yeah. on, based on things you have purchased or whatever. And this song photographs of memories by jim croce came on and i hadn't heard this song for a long long time so it really got me when i first heard it and um of course jim croce was a big artist in our youth and his life was for a few years there yeah and so so there's a lot of resonance backwards. But but the thing that was interesting about hearing it this time is when I heard it as a young person in my high school years, I think, um, I was thinking about, you know, a beloved person in your life who you broke up with and this is what is left to you. Yeah. But this time... I was thinking about it, about my family members. And I'd heard this some months ago um, and always had it in the back of my mind that I'd like to bring it up to you as one of our songs, but we've had a lot lot of other things we wanted to play. But because of it being Memorial Day weekend, I really, it, it came back into my mind. And... I know that Memorial Day is supposed to be, the the holiday was created for uh, actually soldiers who had fallen to the war. And I have often thought about my, uh, my family's military experience during these times. Yeah. But for me, it has become more of a all over memorial for all the people that I've cared about who are no no longer here mm-hmm. and I just uh, we had just recently uh, digitized some VHS tapes that were downstairs in our our garage because we are definitely doing our our due diligence of getting rid of at least one thing a week yeah. and we usually do much more than one thing, but but one time uh, it was the VHS tapes that we got them digitized, and we didn't even know what some of them were. Um, but this one was uh, my family's home movies, uh, which I have in in DVD form, but I don't bring out very much because we don't even watch DVDs that much anymore. Yeah. And so I actually spent a good deal of time just watching it. Um, and such a poignant uh, thing. Photographs and memories, you know. Yeah, I was... Jim Croce was part of a... Uh, in my history, Jim Croce entered my life at the same time that 
you know, Paul Simon, James Taylor, Gordon Lightfoot, uh, Harry Chapin, Don McLean, you know. It was a rush of singer-songwriter consciousness. It was part of that. And uh, Paul Simon was also in that, and I just, I thought this was a good song for me to think about those artists entering my life. And, uh, you know, Paul Simon just came out with a new album, and I've been listening to it, and I think it's going to take a few listens to sink in. I was listening to it yesterday. I looked up the lyrics online so that I could I'd know what he was saying because it's uh, it, sonically it's it's very interesting and he's going for something particular uh, he plays most of the instruments and it's a in a lot of ways it's a very small production and uh, it's not necessarily rhythm based like we're used to hearing from Paul Simon so it's it's a different kind of a thing but it's a 30 minute continuous track it is broken into sections there are seven sections to it I don't know why they released it as one long track. Yeah. But anyway, I find that interesting. And having followed Paul Simon the way I do, I know that probably if Jim Croce had lived... You would have followed his Yeah, undoubtedly. Well. Harry Chapin, if he had lived. Yeah. You know, and... Um, yeah, they were you know, the way pretty I followed, bright. Yeah, the way I followed Gordon Lightfoot and the way you follow uh, these artists that, that grab you at a particular time if you're interested in that craft, especially... Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. You want to hear what they're going to try next. And Paul Simon, I guess... You, boy. ...would be the epitome of that. It's good coffee. ...in my life. But I can't imagine that Jim Croce wouldn't have morphed and, and grown and changed. and You know, that most of his songs are under three minutes long. I know. Yeah. It's just, just a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's just amazing to me how much... Uh, uh, you know, how many hooks and you know payoffs and stuff that he could put into a song that's under three minutes long so well he was, he was an amazing talent and did not get to and time in a bottle is another yeah that was the one that i thought if we were going to play two we should play that one too because it's basically the same song but in a different kind i of... think we should play them both because they're fun. both dealing with the same yeah. concept but the thing that's so amazing is how he was able to capture, not only through the lyrics, but through the music, that uh, that poignant feeling yeah. of right. looking at an old photograph album. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of talent packed in there, and it got, you know, it got thrown at us over like three years, and that was it. But the other thing that's so fascinating about the era that we were brought up in is that we were able to have photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're fortunate as, as we were in my family, uh, home movies. Yeah. Because uh, I've been watching, when I watched those home movies this time, I was thinking about the age that my parents were and comparing it to what I was doing during those ages. And um, it's just fascinating to think because in your mind, your parents are always older than you. So you were never thinking about, my gosh, when I'm looking at this, they were younger than I am now, you know? And I just love that uh, visit to the past. Yeah, I like, you know, I like having the sound recordings too. 
in my family, it was more sound than video. Because which know, is I've got just re- as evocative. In it a is. Lot of I've ways. got recordings of my dad playing the uke and singing songs when he was in college. Well, you have you have sound recordings of your grandparents and yeah. great. Well, I've got I've got one sound recording of my great grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Not very long. No. But, but it's what's there is pithy. Great wisdom. If I had much to say, I wouldn't have room. And if I had enough room, I wouldn't have much to say. (laughs) Talking about recording onto a a record-cutting machine (laughs) that you could rent at the drugstore. With a blank record, and you bring it home, and you talk into the microphone, and it cuts the groove into the disc. But, you know, the the photographs have not been around for that many generations, Mm -hmm. so... Uh, I feel extremely fortunate to have photos of even my great-grandparents. And uh, so you could see who these people were, even though you never met them. And But, man, watching those home movies and seeing my grandparents and, and my parents and all these people in my family are now gone except for our generation you know all the older generation is now gone and and their older generation has we're the older generation now for the most part yeah yeah and it was a it was a lovely and not sad you know i'm i'm getting all choked up but more from emotion of the joy of the love more than the uh sadness that they're yeah, not and the no opportunity longer. to remember these people as they were and i think that's why that nils peterson poem that you read the, had the saying goodbye oh saying goodbye had yeah. struck me so because um perhaps you could read it as a intro into the song oh well perhaps i could saying goodbye it is good to do it by the sea At night, beneath a quarter moon that breaks apart and shivers across the water, up onto the glistening sand. Something is always saying goodbye to something, wave after wave after wave. Photographs and memories Christmas cards you sent to me All that I have are these To remember you Memories that come at night Take me to another time Back to a happier day When I called you mine But we sure had a good time when started way back when morning walks and bedroom talks or how I loved you then summer skies and lullabies nights we couldn't say goodbye and of all of the things that we knew not a dream survived
photographs and memories All the love you gave to me Somehow it just can't be true That's all I've left of you We sure had a good time when we started way back when Morning walks and bedroom talks are how I loved you then If I could save time in a bottle First thing that I'd like to do Is to save every day Till eternity passes away Just to spend them with you If I could make days last forever If words could make wishes come true I'd save every day like a treasure and then again I would spend them with you but there never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them I've looked around enough to know that you're the one I want to go Just for wishes And dreams that had never come true The box would be empty Except for the memory of how They were answered by you But there never seems to be enough time To do the things you want to do Once you find them Looked around enough to know 